Hands down, best fish taco I've ever had in my life. God, those tortillas were incredible. Yeah, they make them in-house. It sets up the flavor for the whole dish. <sighs> you know what, I just realized something. I never even asked you if you were interested in buying a house. Oh, no. No, why would I be? Well, it's just when you called me back, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about real estate or... You just seemed like a good dude. I thought I'd see if you wanted to grab a beer, that's all. I'm glad you called. We get home safe, Pistol. You got it, Jobin. I'm sorry, what? Uh, nothing. Well, what'd you say? I don't know. You call, you nicknamed me Pistol, and I just called you Jobin. It means nothing. I don't, I'm drunk. I'm gonna call a cab. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Red String Movie Podcast, the podcast where everything is connected. I'm your host, Jacob Thompson, and joining me is the man most likely to borrow money from it, borrow money from me, and then use it poorly, Alex Perkins. Perk, how are you doing tonight? I am usually out of money. This is true, and it's <laughs> not because I'm good at using it properly. Yeah, yeah. Would you? I mean, I trust you with a lot of things, Perk, but I don't know if I trust you to make good investments for me. That's true. I kind of do just splash cash around all willy-nilly. <laughs> were you were you scared in the movie when he asked for the cash? A little bit, yeah. Because it's like he's he seems like such a uh, I don't know like a bum. You're like, oh no, this what this is all about. Right. But we'll get into that because this is the Red Street Movie Podcast. Where every week we talk about a movie that is connected to the previous week's movie in some way. And this week we're talking about I Love You, Man. Uh, our connection being Rashida Jones, who is a supporting character in The Social Network we reviewed last week, and now she's a supporting character in this movie. And uh, yeah, I'll just get into it, Perk. Introduce the movie for us. Yeah, so I, I Love You Man is a 2009 joint by uh, director John Hamburg, starring Paul Rudd, Jason Siegel, and Ann Perkins. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's the basic plot is that Paul Rudd's getting married, but has no friends to be in his wedding party, so he has to try and make a friend. What and, a relatable premise. Yeah, LMAO. <laughs> and then he goes out and he, he meets Jason Siegel, and and the plot unfolds from there. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple little, uh, little trivia tidbits there is uh, J.K. Simmons plays Paul Rudd and Andy Samberg's dad. Uh, but it's only 14 years older than Paul Rudd. <laughs> of course, you couldn't tell because uh, J.K. Simmons has aged like a human being and Paul Rudd has not. That is true. Um, and then Sidney named his dog Anwar Sadat after the Egyptian president. And his family actually sued the production company for defamation. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing came of it, of course. But yeah, it's a funny little yeah. bit. A little joke there. All right, cool. Well, Perk, I've seen this movie before, so I would like to go to you first. What did you think of I Love You, Man? I think I'm going to ruin your day. Damn it. You didn't like it? I I think it's good, but not even a stone's throw from great. <laughs> um, my kind of overall feeling on it is that the main duo, uh, Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel, are really, really good because they're both very good and very charming, and they have great chemistry and work off each other very well. Um, mm-hmm. Any humor related to a side character was an, a total miss for me. Um, Even Doug? 
thought except Doug was except Doug. I think Doug was <laughs> that was good. I really liked the Doug bits, but like all the stuff around John Favreau, uh, mm-hmm. the the stuff with the gym guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, yeah, it's just Joe Latrugo. Yeah, the guy from work who's just an asshole. I none of that was very funny for me. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like painfully unfunny in some parts. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just one of those movies where it's like you could have made this movie without a projectile vomit scene. <laughs> you know, like I I feel like it wouldn't have detract, detracted much if they didn't have that in there. But sure. Yeah, I feel like a, a lot of times these kind of movies have stuff in there where it's like going for really really cheap gross out type laughs and it just didn't didn't hit for me on some of them no and for me like rewatching it i'm definitely higher on it than you but i agree like i would say the humor hits about 60 to 70 percent of the time uh for me which like doesn't sound great but that's pretty standard for like comedies i feel like or at least the style of comedy where like the kind of judd apatow style which is a job you know kind of feels like it it um, does feel very very judd apatowy i'll agree yeah with I, look, you I looked that. up the director i'm like he hasn't really done much else of note and i was really surprised because like i said yeah it feels a lot like a judd apatow movie but um yeah overall i think the reason i like this movie so much is i really like its take on the rom-com premise and the way it flips it on its head uh to make it about things that are very relatable like how hard it is to find friends when you're an adult like, <laughs> that's not something that a lot of movies, I feel like, tackle. That's a very real thing that, I mean, I've experienced a lot lately. Um, and uh, I think it also depicts kind of male groups pretty accurately as, like, cringy as they are in this movie. You know, it's it's kind of accurate, you know, for a lot of, like, shit that uh, you'll see out in the world. So, um, yeah, I, and like you said, I think... Paul Rudd and Jason Segel are great and their chemistry is really good. Um, there's a lot of moments that are like pretty cringy, but not in like a, I, I don't want to, like, I can't watch this, but in like a very, like, in my opinion, realistic way. Like, for example, when Paul Rudd is trying to show uh, Rashida Jones Rush for the first time and he like plays it on the shitty laptop speakers and it's just not hitting. Like, yeah. that's such a real moment. Uh <laughs> that i thought was very funny no there are definitely a lot of like cringy type awkward moments that work really well and paul rudd's great at pulling those off Mm -hmm. um like when he's trying to come up with a nickname for jason (laughs) siegel like that that stuff's just uh perfectly awkward just all of his stupid sign-offs he does throughout this movie whenever he's trying to end a conversation and just says the dumbest shit every time uh jobin (laughs) what I'm sorry. I'm, I'm drunk. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> he's just, I just, he's trying so hard. And I, I think a lesser, maybe not lesser, I think a different actor this wouldn't work with. I think it's because Paul Rudd is so charming yeah, um, he's perfect. that it works. But uh, I also, I mean, I, I like to, like, with the premise, like, you know, he's a girlfriend guy. And I think we all know a girlfriend guy. I think me and you have a mutual friend that has been a girlfriend guy <laughs> kind of growing right. up or. That's I, of course, their main, have uh, no idea who you're talking about. Of course. And, uh, so yeah, I just think this movie is, is more relatable and honestly more realistic than most rom-coms, and I really enjoy the premise. Uh, but I agree, some of the humor doesn't really, uh, you know, stick around. But overall, I think it's a pretty solid, solid flick. Sure. I mean, I yeah, I'd say it's, it's 
Because I've heard a lot of people say really good stuff about this one, and I think maybe it's a, a symptom of, like, this came out in 2009, mm-hmm. when we were all, like, 13, so I think a lot of those jokes that miss for me as a 25-year-old probably would have been drop-dead hilarious uh, <laughs> back at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. And the, the, the humor is okay. The, I, I do love like everything between the main duo, uh, and for the most part, Rashida Jones, but, um, mm-hmm. like this, this story doesn't really do it for me either. It's entirely predictable. The only little twinge is the, the billboard part at the end, which I didn't see coming. I, uh, like was a little concerned when he asked for the money but like it it was always going to be like for good or for something like that so well and that and that's the classic issue with any rom-com i feel like is it always is the same flow of you know yeah two characters meet they fall in love everything's great and then oh there's a a tragedy or something wrong they they get back together again yeah Yeah. but i think just the fact that of how they would like a, a friendship in this movie i think it works it, the novelty of it works a lot for me, maybe more than it does just, you know, as it is, but. Sure. No, I, I can appreciate the, the novel concept because it's, it's not a guy meets girl. It's a guy meets guy. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, yeah, like I said, it's very relatable, at least to me anyway. Just like the scene when he's first asking his brother for help, he's like, how do I meet guys? You know, he's like, if you see an interesting dude, go up and ask him on a mandate. He's like, what the fuck's a mandate? He's like, casual lunch or after work drinks no dinner shit and then of course we have the great scene with doug when they go out to dinner and yeah he uh <laughs> makes out with them after but uh like it's it's hard it's hard to make like friends as adult if you don't do it at work or whatever or other like random club stuff so i appreciate them tackling that in kind of a humorous way with the rom-com you know thing on it for sure but uh i wanted to throw out a couple of my my favorite scenes here uh I think the hardest I laugh in this movie was when we're at the wedding and the wedding party he brought is revealed as they're, they're all slow-mo walking out of the house. And it's just like the most <laughs> random ass people. Like it's him and his brother. It's the old guy, Mel, he met at the diner. It's Lou yeah. Ferrigno's in there. Yeah. Uh, Doug is in there. It's just like that. That got me. That got me really good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. Also, by the way, Lou Ferrigno, I thought was really funny. This movie just playing himself. Uh, Jason Siegel always calling him Hulk and stuff. Yeah, that was that was good too. It was nice to have the uh, celebrity house they're trying to sell, where like the celebrities also involved with the movie. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing too is like even that first scene where you made Jason meet Jason Siegel, it, it it just works really well for me. I mean, it's the classic like meet cute thing of like would they actually meet in real life? But he kind of uh, is very charming, and he's like, oh, I got the insight. He's very street smart and like got the scoop right off the bat, and that's kind of why Paul Rudd likes him so much, but uh, I like that first scene with them, and we, we kind of get the good me- mesh of, like, Paul Rudd is a person who's not street smart, but kind of has life more together with Jade Siegel, who is very, you know, quote-unquote wise, but he's kind of a bum and doesn't really know what he's doing with his life. So those two work together uh, really well in that aspect as well. Yeah, for sure. And then, I don't know about you, but after I finish the movie, I'm like, I need to put on some Rush. Because <laughs> having Rush actually in the movie of them going to that concert was awesome. See, um, this is just a, a personal pet peeve, and it's almost certainly just not like a real thing. But I really don't like it when 
like music acts cameo in movies. I don't know why. It just really? I hate it. Yeah, I really don't like it. But they were playing. It's not like they were playing. They were playing themselves. I know. No, and there's as Rush fans like that's what I, I think it works. About. This one. I no, it definitely it's it works. I just personally I don't like it when like. A, like a music act cameos in a movie as themselves. Um, okay. like I mean, I'm with what you. Was it I, what was it that I just watched? Red Notice, the movie. Mm, Ed, mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran's in it at the end, just as Ed Sheeran. And it's super lame. Um, it works Is he better. playing music? Was it like the Game of Thrones thing where it's like, hey, that's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, he wasn't playing himself in Game of Thrones, but... No, but... Uh, no, so in this movie it works much better because Rush is like such a pivotal point and plot point. Mm-hmm. Um but like in in Red Notice for example, the whole bit is they're trying to steal these jade eggs and it's all because some rich Egyptian guy wants to give them to his daughter as like a birthday present. Mm-hmm. And they he gives them to her at her birthday party and then the just it just cuts over to Ed Sheeran. She's playing music, and she's like, oh my god, Ed Sheeran! And it, uh, the joke is that she doesn't care about the entire plot of this movie being those eggs, because mm. it's just mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, that's um, that's annoying. <laughs> and then Ed, Ed Sheeran gets hauled away by, like, the FBI or something. He's like, hey, hey, I'm Ed Sheeran. I was in Game of Thrones. Mm. Okay, yeah, that that seems like a celebrity cameo, cameo just a cameo, just to get, like, right. look at who we least, got for this movie. At least in this one, it... It makes a lot of good sense in context. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm just, I've been soured by a lot of the time when it's just like, oh, look, there's a band in here because there is just a band in here. Right. Well, the one I complained about in episode one of this podcast was in Arcane, which I chose a 10 out of 10. But the one thing I don't like about it is that Imagine Dragons, who wrote like the theme song for the show, cameos in one of the episodes like as themselves playing the theme song during a scene. And I'm just like, this just takes me out of it. That's that's what it really comes down to. If it takes me out of the movie, then I don't like it. If it if it's right. but this movie, it was part of like the the lore and their friendship. So like, you know, I dug it. But I hear what you're saying. There's a another good example of uh, an awful, awful, but like very watchably bad movie. Uh, God's not dead. They have uh, is that the, is that the Ryan Gosling one? No, God's not dead is made by Pure Flix, which okay. is like the the ultra christy oh yeah 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 yeah. and it's a terrible movie awful plot bad acting all the above and then like (laughs) the last 15 minutes of the movie is like all of these split narratives coming together to go to uh the newsboys concert who's like a Mm, christian mm -hmm. pop band Mm. and it's oh it's awful i hate it i hate (laughs) it so much whenever we get, like, what, like, three of those movies a year, and every time I see each other for them in the movies, I'm like, this just looks so bad. Like, it's not even the fact that it's a Christian movie, it's just also just looks like a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen God's Not Dead 1. Um, it's awful and preachy and everything you'd expect. I don't think I've seen number two, uh, but number two, I think, is about... I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, maybe it's that... Uh, well, one of them is they... Like, someone burns down the church on campus because they want to eminent domain reclaim it or something. Uh, okay. And, yep. And uh, <laughs> I, th- I think they've since made a fourth. There's four of them. And one of them is a court case over um, a teacher who's, like, on trial because she mentioned that 
the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King was a reverend and based his decisions in Christ. Which is, like, just a fact. You're definitely <laughs> allowed to say that, but they decided to make this narrative that that would get someone in heaps of trouble. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, could, I could go on rants about the movies. I'm not going to yeah, yeah, we we're, talk about. Word off topic here quite a bit. <laughs> the movie I was thinking of was uh, Only God Forgives, uh, which is a Ryan Gosling movie about boxing, I think. Okay. I it looks very artsy. It got really bad reviews, but I always think about it. I'm like, I should watch that movie. Just I'm curious about it. Anywho, doesn't really matter. Anywho, we were uh, we were you were discussing how much you enjoyed the rush being in there, and I will concede that it's okay in this context. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. And uh, yeah, I just the scenes where they're jamming out are great. And uh, oh yeah, like I mentioned, I mentioned that yeah, the scene where he tries to show it to her, she's joining is hilarious because it's just it's so relatable. Like. I mean, it's with anything. You try to show somebody, you're really excited, and like, hey, check out this thing. It's really cool. And it's just like, the video doesn't work right. Or it's like, oh, actually, there was like an ad at the beginning. Just like shit like that happens all the time. And I like that little uh, little awkwardness in there. Um, one other reveal that I really appreciated was when Rashida Jones calls Sidney to ask him to come to the wedding. And he's already in a suit yeah, <laughs> on his way was, over. <laughs> that was fun. That was a good it's little like, bit. Yeah, I gotta find a ride. I'll see if I can find something to wear. And he's just already almost there. That was great. <laughs> the only thing I, well, besides some of the humor, the only thing I, I could have used in this movie as an additional thing was a little bit more development for Sydney's character. I know he's not the main character, and we got a little bit of like hints of development for him with him, like all of his friends moving on and him trying to be a better person through like meeting uh, Paul Rudd's character. But I, I could use a little bit more as their, you know, Yeah, like it. We have just no idea, like, what his whole deal is, other than, like, he's kind of weird and friends with Paul Rudd. And then mm-hmm. they have... It's always just stuff like this kind of irks me. I, I didn't really care in this case, because I thought the rest of his character was so well fleshed out. But it's like, at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm actually a pretty successful investor. It's like, one <laughs> line of dialogue to give your entire backstory on this character's career is just... Yeah. He's actually a successful investor. Because you're like, how is he able to just loaf around all day yeah. and, like, not work? But it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, in modern times, he probably has, like, some crypto bro or some bullshit like that, you know? It's like... <laughs> it it also does... It does, like... It helps the, the reveal of when he asks for money. Because at that point, we don't know, you know, mm-hmm. that he's a successful mm-hmm. investor. But, um, like, that, that kind of bait and switch probably wouldn't work right. a, as well. But, I mean, he also... He also like leads it up by saying he's got a lot of money tied into assets and stuff. So yeah, but yeah, but it's like, is he lying? And like, he has business cards, but it's like anybody can make those business cards. It just says like right. Fife Investments or whatever. So yeah, I liked I like that little twist. Um, I just want a little bit more character development of him, like improving on his you know quote unquote flaws or whatever. But um, another thing I wanted to mention, which maybe gives me way too much credit, perk. You can call me off for this or not. But I do appreciate how, like, with the conversations when they first meet between Paul Rudd and and uh, Jason Segel, like, Sydney getting him to open up about himself and, like, actually talk about things. Because I think there is a big issue in, like, society of just men not talking about their feelings or, you know, being open about stuff. So I appreciated them showing that and being like, hey, dude, like, it's okay. You can actually talk about these things that you've been told not to talk about in, like, a healthy way. I'll allow it. <laughs> But that's a warning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I think this, no, this shows right, a positive. 
until so the positive male friendship, even like the relationship with his with his fiance is pretty positive all around. She's not like a crazy person or like written horribly like you'd get in a lot of uh, these types of movies. I mean, I'm not saying she's read perfect, but it could have been worse. Yeah, no, definitely. And then, of course, it's always it's fun to see John Haverow being it being an asshole, even though it's not like the best yeah, part of the movie. His, his character, mean guy who's mean. Yeah, just mean twenty four seven. Yeah, it's more. I like more for the novelty. It's like, yeah, it's John Favreau. He's a nice guy, and he's just a complete asshole. Yeah, but yeah. Overall, this movie on the rewatch wasn't as funny as I remember, but it still made me smile. It makes my heart warm. And, yeah, it's uh, definitely like a just like a f- nice, like positive type movie. You know, mm-hmm. where a- apart from like five minutes, it's nice and uh, you know just. A, a warm, warm movie to watch. Yeah, and I think it aged pretty well. Like, I think we're, this is probably just after all of, like the really, like, uh, cringe early two thousands comedies with a bunch of gay jokes and just like, uh, nasty shit. I mean, there's yeah. a couple of things that are like a little bit toxic masculinity stuff, but overall, I think it aged pretty well. And like, it's it's a solid, solid movie. Good, solid seven out of ten for me over here. Yeah, I probably would land somewhere around five. um but uh i i can appreciate i can appreciate the movie for what it is fair enough uh for recommendations based on this movie if you enjoyed it there's two easy ones right off the bat you got forgetting sarah marshall which was the other jason siegel rom-com that came out around this time it's him uh kristen bell well paul rudd is a a side character in that one he plays a high yeah, he plays a high guy who uh, works at a surf shack, which is really funny. But <laughs> yeah, it's it it's yeah, Paul or Jay Siegel with Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis, and Russell Brand. Another pretty similar to this one, just like pretty solid rom com. Nothing you know amazing, but yeah, I was gonna actually, I I was also going to recommend Forgetting Sarah Marshall as just a a better rom com with the same actors in it. Yeah, I'll take that. Fair enough. Which I maybe I need to watch that one back again. I haven't recently, but I've seen that one a couple times, and I quite like it. Yeah, I watched it around the same time. I watched this one for the first time, which was a few years ago. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. And then Forty uh, Year Old Virgin. I mean, come on, just an incredible, hilarious movie. That's kind of a similar feel to this one because you have a guy who's too old for the thing he hasn't done yet. In this case, having a best friend, and in Forty Year Old Virgin, it's obviously having sex. Yeah. It's just a fucking hilarious movie. <laughs> I just cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, that's a that's another one where I I'm thinking if I went back and rewatched it, I probably would not like it as much. Dude, maybe we got to watch it at some point then, because I maybe, yeah. I love that movie. I've only seen it a couple times, but it is just so funny. I'll uh I'll throw I'll throw another wreck on there. Okay, um, what do you get? So it's also kind of rom commy but mainly focusing around the relationship between a couple friends. I'm, I'm really, I'm blanking on the name. Um, it's the Paul Rudd, Steve Carell, where Steve Carell makes taxidermy mice. Oh, is it Dinner for Schmucks? Dinner for Schmucks, yeah. Oh, I, I, I hate, love that movie. I hated that movie. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I think it's just because that's that... The style of humor where it's like, let's just make fun of these people is just yeah. not my vibe. Um, yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen it once, though, so maybe I'll, I'd like it more on the rewatch, but I definitely did not like it at the time. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's another one of those movies where, like, I absolutely would 
hold no grievance for someone saying that it's like their least favorite movie ever. <laughs> but I quite enjoyed it. It's another one, too, where it's just like not too deep. There's just like a one lesson to be learned, and that's that's it. And it's just yeah. funny actors doing their thing. Right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely also got a pretty insane cast. Like this movie, which... I mentioned before we started recording, but like Aziz Ansari and Nick Kroll are in it like very, very briefly. It's just part of like the fencing club, which is like getting those actors to do fencing. I think it's hilarious that actually we don't actually see them fence, but yep. Uh, that's um, really funny. There's that guy from all those movies who plays the coworker. There's that guy mm-hmm. from all those movies who plays the guy golfing behind them. Yep. Uh, th- there's a lot of just that guy from those movies yep. in these movies. Even Doug. Doug is in fucking every... That actor Doug is, is uh, yeah, he's that guy uh, from those movies, you know? Yeah. A lot, a lot of guys in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of that guy from over there. <laughs> Alright, well, that's a review of I Love You, Man. I would recommend it. Perk, I don't know if you would or not. Uh, I, every time we ask if I'd recommend it, I'd like... My answer like, is depending on the context. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into our bonus reviews. And Perk, I'll, I'll tell you what. I was getting scared because uh, it was, I don't know what day it was. Sunday, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I haven't watched shit this week. I'm going to have no, no reviews for Perk for the end of this podcast. But then I ended up watching a little movie called Tick, Tick, Boom. With our boy, Andrew Garfield. And I was, I was between a few. I was like, you know what? I do want to lay down and watch movie. I, I, there's a few on my list I mean to watch, but I'm like, you know what? I need more Garfield. Because we had Spider-Man. We had Social Network. I'm on a Garf streak, and I need more of him in my life. So I threw this movie on, and I kind of knew the premise. I knew it's about the guy who eventually did Rent, who wrote Rent. I knew it was like kind of a musical thing. And goddamn, this movie is fucking incredible, Perkins. All right. <laughs> it is. It is so good. Garfield is so good at just disappearing into roles. I just like... I was talking to our, our buddy Chris about this. Um, there, are, there are some actors now that I can't watch anymore because I'm just like, oh, that's Ben Affleck or that's Matt Damon. Like when the trailer for um, The Last Duel was circulating around the recent movie and they're playing like medieval knights. I'm like, I cannot take them seriously. That's fucking Ben Affleck wearing like a fake beard and like knight like, armor. Like I can't do it. And I know so that's, that's I, like a bias of mine, but. Can I quick aside to The Last Duel? Um, yeah, go ahead. Because I haven't seen it. Uh, be- and Ridley Scott made that movie, who's like a really right. big name. And it's got huge actors in it with Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. But uh, no one saw it. And <laughs> uh, like Ridley Scott thinks it's because the millennials are too obsessed with their phones. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, or I didn't see it because I thought the trailer looked terrible. That's, I thought that, I'm right there with you, dude. That movie I'm right looked there with awful. You. It just looked like, oh, medieval guys fight. But apparently, the the structure of the movie is surrounding a a uh, an event of infidelity, but mm-hmm. it's it's told through the point of view of three characters. You've got the the husband, the adulterer, and the wife, mm-hmm. and like they all have super different perspectives perspectives because they're all the the hero of their own tale and it's supposedly very very interesting and nuanced but yeah man the trailer made it look awful everyone uh, very few people have <laughs> i've heard of actually seen it say it's really good 
But I have no interest in it at all because of what I just talked about. Like, I just cannot take Ben Affleck and Matt Damon seriously playing medieval, you know, characters anymore. I'm like, he hasn't been an actor right. for too damn long. It's just... But anyway, back to my original point. Garfield, in their hand, can just disappear into roles. And he's just so energetic and just phenomenal this is the first movie he's ever sung for and i watched an interview he like trained for a year with a vocal coach to actually get his voice right and be able to do this movie and he just absolutely kills it um vanessa hutchins sings this movie I, oh I what mean, the we knew she was a great high school musical but god damn she can she can sing and i know you're a big hutchins uh stan yeah i i haven't seen this movie um but i didn't know that hudge was in it My oh she's in it hudge? Oh, and she's I'm singing gonna have to. Big I time. love Vanessa yeah. Hudgens. Uh, but yeah, this movie is incredible. I cried so much at the end of this movie, and it really made me, after finishing, want to watch Rent because it's like, okay, yeah, this this guy was is just awesome. So please watch Tick Tick Boom. It's on Netflix. Fantastic as, film. Highly as uh, as someone who doesn't really like musicals, would you still throw that hammer down on on watch? I would. Okay. Because it's not a traditional musical. It's not like, you know, every scene Every scene is a song that describes the scene. The The songs don't really describe plot. They more describe feelings. And none of them are super long. And uh, the structure of the movies, I don't even want to spoil it, but I'll just say, like, it's it's kind of like a retrospective okay. um, structure. So it they're able to add some context. And it, it's... I, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, it it doesn't, really, doesn't really feel like a musical, even though it is. So, Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But, Perk, what yeah, did I'll, you watch I'll this definitely week? give that a watch. Um, I watched Disney, I think just Disney, not Pixar, uh, Encanto, mm-hmm. um, which you informed me I did not have to wait three months or whatever for, like, Disney early access or whatnot. Right, right, right. Um, so I watched it. Um it is good because, like, there's there's a really high high floor for any sort of Disney animated movie mm, at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's not phenomenal. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I I like some of the music, but not all of it. Uh, a lot of times when a like a one of the side characters is doing a song, I really like those songs. Um. But some of like the main themes are kind of meh for me, um, and then the plot is pretty simple. Um, eh, maybe not simple. Maybe simple is the wrong word. I I suppose I'm thinking of the like the the moral, the lesson to be learned. You can tell from the trailer, and it's mm. as simple as that. It's like sure, and it's not new. It's because it's a cool setting. It's like a mythical... I think it's uh, in Colombia is where it takes place. It's like some sort of magical, mythical type setting in Colombia. But mm-hmm. the message is, you are special just as you are. Which is just pushed yeah. down everyone's throat in every goddamn movie. So it's right, right, right. just a little simple. Um, and then also, I thought... Uh, well, first of all, the the voice acting's great, the animation's great, cause like, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really didn't like the ending oh, for like a, a a pretty pivotal reason that you're gonna watch it. So I'll talk to you after you watch it. But okay. Um, 
and yeah, it's just like it feels very shallow in comparison to like more weighty like Disney animated movies like uh, Moana or Coco, mm-hmm. where I feel like a much much deeper uh, emotional weight to those movies and payoff and like there's definitely a scene or two in this movie where it's like pulling at your heartstrings but uh they just didn't hit as hard for me because i just it's just not as deep of a movie sure interesting okay there we go i'll, I'll have to watch it because i've heard uh great things movie i heard some people didn't like it because there's not really a villain which i think is kind of a weird criticism uh i mean they're kind like, of there's just there's an antagonist there's right. no real bad guy yeah, and there's a lot of like these movies that don't have bad guys like Inside Out. I honestly haven't seen Inside Out, but I know there's not like a bad guy in it. It's just kind of like you should feelings are the bad guy. I know yeah, there's I'd, a lot of those movies I need to watch. I'd recommend Inside Out over over uh, Encanto. Um, but like all the all the so many of the Disney animated movies are good. Like I think that that might also be a problem for me is that I have to compare it against all these absolutely phenomenal. Right. Like every time they knock it out of the park and then this time they knocked it into deep center field, you know, like, right. right. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to, I'll try to watch it this week so we can talk about it next week, but, uh, there we go. Uh, the last movie I watched is, is a movie that I have seen many, many, many times. Cause it's one of my favorite <laughs> movies and that is lethal weapon. <laughs> I, I fuck a little bit. So one of the, uh, Twitch channels I follow, will do like these eighties movies, 80 action movies, watch alongs every now and then. And they had one last night, like, they're watching the weapon. I'm like, I'll fucking, you know, turn it on and watch it with them. And I don't know if you're a big 80s action guy, Perk, but... Of course God, I am. there's so many of those movies I just fucking love. You got Lethal Weapon, you got Point Break, you got Roadhouse. Uh, <laughs> what's the other Swayze one I'm missing? Maybe that's it. Anyway. Ghost? Um, no, no, never mind. It's not an action movie. I got, I got the, the two Swayze ones. I like. I'm missing another one, but... Anyway. Lethal Weapon... Is a fucking incredible movie, all right? And it's not just because of action. Like, I'm being honest with you, Perk. I watched Die Hard again over Christmas. Didn't hit as, as strong. I mean, it's still a great movie. Sure. yeah. Didn't hit as strong on the rewatch this year. Whereas Lethal Weapon, every time I watch it, it's just fantastic. Because, like, the characters actually have some depth. Like, uh, Mel Gibson's character, like, actually has quite a bit of depth to him. And in combination with that, the action's really good. The banter between characters is fantastic. The Music is insane. The saxophone is just popping the fuck off the entire time in the movie. Um, and it ends in the most ridiculous, nonsensical fight between Mel Gibson and Gary Busey, but you just love to see it. Um, so, yeah. If you haven't watched Lethal Weapon, what, what are you doing with your life? Go watch it. You're going to have a great time. So, have I yet spun you the yarn of Samurai Cop? Yes, I have. Okay. I think you have. I just and to you show me a, cl- a clip from it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. So for for those in attendance at the moment, um, Samurai Cop is a. It's pretty much like a knockoff of Lethal Weapon that mm-hmm. is uh, one of the worst movies ever made, but like so bad it's fantastic, like The Room, but lower mm-hmm. budget, uh, and it's. <laughs> Straight up, you gotta look into this movie and you gotta watch it. It's on YouTube for free, uh, but you have to deal with Portuguese subtitles, um, which just like adds to it, honestly. So, but yeah, Samurai Cop is like, and there's definitely a drinking game out there for it. If you want 
like the most hilarious movie you've watched in in many moons, but not on purpose hilarious. <laughs> uh, check out Samurai Cop. There you go. Have you oh, have I, you seen I, all four of the web movies? Uh, I I think I've only seen the first. Okay. Um, they they definitely each decline in quality, but they're all very fun, and it's it's a good sure. Time. Um, I I also forgot I did have one more movie that I watched this week. Because oh, I was yeah. just sitting there not doing anything, and it was on TV. Uh, Real Steel. Did you ever see that one? I did. I like that movie. I like that movie too. Um, I yeah. I I don't really have too many gripes about it, except the the kid actor is super annoying. Mm, uh, which comes with the territory of having a child actor be one of your main stars, I guess. But mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman's great. The special yep. effects aged fine, actually, yeah. surprisingly. Like, uh, the story's at least creative and interesting. Um, just a fun, easy watch. It's not It's not a movie that I will throw on at any excuse like Unstoppable. But right. I, if it's on TV, I, like, as happened this weekend, I'll just leave it on. Like, yeah. it's a, That's a perfect, if it's on, you just watch it movie right there yeah. in Real Steel. And I always forget that movie exists until I see it oh, on yeah. TV. Oh, yeah. Because like, it seems like not a typical Hugh Jackman project. Yeah. Uh, but he's great at it. And it's just, I don't know, it's a fun time. You guys see some robots beating each other up. Uh, if you like Real Steel, Perk, you are the audience. I would recommend the anime Megalobox. Um, similar in that it's boxing, but instead of using robots, they have robotic parts on their back to make their uh, punches stronger. Very solid boxing anime. Uh, first scenes on Netflix. Highly recommend nice. that. I watched that last year and really liked it. So, uh, cool. Yeah, there we go. Well, that is our show for this week. Next week, we are using Jason Siegel as our connection point and watch the movie Our Friend, which is on Amazon Prime. Also get uh, Dakota Johnson there again. Um, yeah, and I, I don't I don't really know anything about this movie except it it looked cool. Or it looked like the trailer looked interesting. Yeah. So I I want to give it a watch. I think this one is gonna be a tearjerker, but Uh-oh. in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be good. Our friend on Amazon Prime for next week. But until then, thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, bye bye.